1: Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
0: Thank you for joining us on the East West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel. Alongside with me are my co-hosts, Jerry and Kendall. How are you guys doing out there?
1: Hey, what's going on, man? Doing pretty good. It's
0: good. Yeah, no. know. I'm doing good as well. Just, you know, quarantine still at home, just working.
1: Yeah, man. Same here, man. Like I said, it's all we can do right now. It could be boring and bad
0: at times, but like,
1: you you know, you'd rather, you rather be safe than you, to be sick or whatnot. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, it's just a time. Like I said, we all, we just have to come together as one unit and just do the best we can do.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just about adapting, right? So, I think a lot of us have learned to adapt and I think as as the, as the days go by, you know, things will just get better and better.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of us are adapting, you know, to staying at home and whatnot and the whole social distancing. But I still see people going to the beach and, like, you know, just having, like, big get-togethers. I'm just like, man, people just stay home.
1: Yep, That's, that's all right. If we all can work together, I mean, sports will be back soon, sooner than later, I'm telling you. I think that not only sports, but just – the world, in in general. General. yes, yes, yes. The world, yeah. The world in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I I see the news and I'm just like, man, what are what are these people thinking? Just stay home. It's not yeah. that difficult.
2: Well, I do like it when people, you know, they 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 bring out the the positiveness, right? And they just say about how, you know, certain places are 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 doing better because they practice this. So it's kind of it's it's good that. You know, that the the U.S. has implemented that. And and now now we're just, you know, doing our, our due diligence, right? And uh, making sure that, you know, we're trying to stop the spread, right? Exactly. All right, guys. So let's go ahead
0: and get started. So let's get started with some NFL headlines that came out today. So the biggest one, I feel like, is going to be the virtual draft. So, you know, just everybody... Staying at home, but actually the the draft is still going to proceed, but it's going to be a it's going to look a lot different, you know, this year than the years past. You know, by teams just staying home and everybody's going to be in their you know in their own homes and uh, be drafting like that. What do you guys thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think man, it's great. we have we haven't seen nothing like this in a long time. Well, I don't think we very. I know, I know, ever. I haven't seen it. But um, like I say, it's gonna be done virtual, whatnot. It's gonna no no team gathering. You can like in the back in the back in the days, like last, the previous years, all the teams can gather up in one war room or whatnot, and you know discuss the draft board and do the selections. Now with what's going on, the where they there's there's no more of that right, now not this year. So the team communication, the team bond, we're really about to see these head coaches and GMs and the other people like Scout in apartment and Zec, all of them get together, and whatnot, and see how the communication goes or whatnot. And you know, they're not gonna have they're not gonna be able to do it this year in one room. It's gonna be done virtual, whatnot, like through Zoom or or, or other audio calls or whatnot. So we're about to really see who separates themselves from the pack when it comes to this
2: right here. It's gonna have that feel like a, a fantasy football league feel, right? So, I mean, it's something that, you know, I'm I'm very curious to see how it all looks and how it all unfolds. So, I mean, you got it's we have, you know, people, people, people don't maybe not, may not be so open to it, but I mean, I'm curious. I want to see how it goes. Yeah. And I mean, I think the other major thing is too,
0: you know, once it happens, you know, if teams do succeed doing this, this might be something that we might see more of in the future. Maybe not necessarily all the teams, but some teams not sending any representatives to the draft.
1: Yes, like I said. And then, what about the teams like the Texans or the Patriots, who they really don't have a GM? They hire coaches to GM, so they—I mean, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of work on them as well.
0: Yeah, it's going to be—it's just going to be a, you know different, and you know maybe teams send their representatives to the first day of the draft, but you know for day two and three they send everybody home and they just do a virtual one.
1: Yeah, it's like I said, it's going to be interesting. And whatnot, we, we we've never seen that like it. Yeah. And
2: like we, we've been seeing the reports of the top prospects already getting interviews by teams, you know, uh, via FaceTime or through Zoom. So yeah, it's it's definitely something that we've never really seen before.
0: Yeah. And the other big news that came out today is that the NFL decided not to bring back the pass interference
2: challenge. Well, I mean, look, if you look at it, how many were won last year? <laughs> I mean, I mean that says it all right <laughs> there. Yeah, I mean
0: I, I can think of plays that happened, you know, where pass interference wasn't in bombed, but it wasn't called. So, for example, uh, let's just go back to the wild card round. You know, New Orleans Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings at the end and overtime, or I believe it was an overtime. Yeah, cut, off. Off,
2: Yes, mm-hmm. and they
0: caught the touchdown. They didn't call it back. So, I I think just the rule in general, I, I like the rule, but they just didn't know how to call it. If that makes sense,
2: no, yeah, yes,
1: yeah, I mean, so no. Like I said, one team that's really I, I think it's not going to be happy. But I think it's the New Orleans Saints because, like I said, like you just said, for well, their their season has very has ended the past couple of years on the on the passing interference call. So to do all the New Orleans Saints they're going to be lo- looking at the league like, w- what are you doing now? But,
0: <laughs> but also, I feel like it's a double edged sword because you know they got screwed a couple years back, you know, in the NFC uh, NFC Championship game. But last year, you know. It kind of worked, you know, not for them either, you know. Yeah. When it should have been called, and it wasn't.
1: Should have been, yeah. yeah should have been definitely called offensive passing firms
2: Oh uh, yeah.
0: All right, and then the other rumor that came out today also was that the Panthers are looking to um, to start talks on a new contract with Christian McCaffrey.
1: I think right there I mean like I said he's 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 basically he's the focal point of the team right now not even, not even just the offense basically the team because the Panthers they don't ship everybody out of town so and then I've heard some reports that maybe they were looking to get something back from McCaffrey but I mean, I, I guess I guess not really I mean he's their main he's really the main star they got in the team right now um Chris McCaffrey Look at the defense. I mean, they they've drafted pretty decent on the defense the past couple of years. But McCaffrey, I mean, he's in line for a big payday. So, I mean, like I said, like like this league, we you, you pay your stars, and you know, if the um, Panthers want to keep um, fans in the seats or whatnot, hey, they they gotta, gotta keep McCaffrey.
2: Well, I think we talked about this previously, right? Because you know how it looked like the league was getting away from wanting to pay running backs top dollar. I, I remember we talked about this. Would you pay? Christian McCaffrey, and and you know we're we, I know I know we're back and forth on this, and I just said you know I think if anybody you know I think this is the type of of running back that you would like to keep on your team because he can do it all. You know what I mean? He doesn't just he doesn't just run the ball. I mean he catches the ball too, and he's a very effective blocker, even for his stature. I mean he has great attitude. He's a team leader, and and he takes care of his body in the off season.
0: Yeah, but but the other thing, too, that, you, you know, you have to look at it is how long is he going to be able to carry that offense? You know, the body can only take so much, you know, beating up, you know, what he's taking because he's in pretty much in every place. So regardless if he's going to get the ball in the backfield or they're going to throw him the ball or blocking, I mean, he's in the offense huddle, you know, more than 80% of the time.
1: Yes, and another thing about Chris McCare, you know, the Panthers has a, they have, really haven't been good the past couple of years. And he has he has continued to to show how good he is. Continue to play hard. You know how most some players when their teams not that good they'll shut it down for the season or they won't play as hard. McCaffrey has has kept it going for the Carolina Panthers or whatnot. So I, I really do give him credit for that. And you know, they to reward him by with a big contract.
2: Oh yeah, and then they brought in Joe Brady, right? That's his name from uh, LSU. Yeah. And, yes. I mean, look at what he did for for that running back there. I mean, so this year it's only gonna you know it, his. I I I strongly believe that this year, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be even more important to the team.
0: Yeah, but let, let's just look at these last couple of uh, big running back contracts. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, Devontae Freeman, where are they at right now? They're like, you know, you know, Todd Gurley is still, you know, he's gonna he might sign with the Falcons. You know, it's it all depending on that physical. But Devontae Freeman doesn't even have a team yet. And yes. I know both those two running backs have had injury history, but I just feel it's very important to, you know, to point out that, you know, just a couple of years back they were the highest paid running backs and now one of them's on a new team, you know, not making much on a one year contract and the other one's still late for a team.
1: Yep. Like I say, it's a different time in the league now.
0: All right, guys. So with the with the draft only a couple of weeks away, um, we're gonna go ahead and, you know, start talking about some gems that you know, people aren't talking about yet. So first, let's go ahead and start out with the quarterbacks. Kendall, if you want to get us started with that,
1: yes, I'm um I'm, I've been looking at a guy from Oregon State. I'm gonna go with Jake Luton. I can I can easily see him going between rounds four through seven and whatnot. Maybe he sounds he, he seems more like he looks more like a fifth round pick to me. But when I put him the tape on, I mean he's a he's, he's not the most mobile of a quarterback. He's kind of like a statue back there. But he has he has a arm and the ball gets out of his. He ball gets out of his arm night, get out, get out of his hand nice or whatnot, and I mean he, he could sling that thing. And he, I mean, he's a very under the radar quarterback for me in this year's draft. And I think, I mean, a, a few teams that he'd be a good fit for, maybe maybe New England Patriots in later rounds. I mean, I could definitely see maybe Green Bay because he has that arm, and he he can play in the cold weather in the cold weather stadiums or whatnot. So I think Jake Luton is my guy. Well, with
2: me, I, I would have to go with Anthony Gordon. You know. Um, he played out of Washington state, you know, six two, two ten, a little bit slender, but he has a very unique, uh, style. Um, you know, he sat behind Luke Falk and, uh, Gar- Gardner Minshew. And well, we saw, we saw the uh, success that Gardner Minshew at, um, you know, but when you look at, when you look at the overall stats that, that he put up, I mean, teams have to look at him and, um, you know he averaged this this is crazy stats he averaged four hundred and twenty nine passing passing yards a game, and the most notable games out there was against oregon state uh he put up six hundred and six passing yards mm. uh yeah that's crazy and he threw nine TDs against u c l a so when you look at that i mean i mean i I know the college game is very different from the uh from the pros. But when you look at him, he can throw from all types of platforms. He doesn't even need his feet to be set to deliver the ball, and he and he's shown that he could deliver it with accuracy. You know, uh, he 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 could get it down. He he just when you look at him, he get he could he can get the ball down the field. You know, his his footwork is not always the cleanest, and rarely do you ever see him like step into his delivery. So, you know, if anything, I mean, it's very hard to, to, to give a player a comp on him. But it looks like the modern day kind of quarterbacks nowadays are kind of following the Patrick Mahomes set, you know, where they're using all strength, all upper, upper body strength. And, and, and you know, so I just think that with the right fit, you know, you could possibly see him. I mean, just the, it just depends, right? I mean, maybe third round, maybe fourth fifth rounds, those would be where you would see, you know, I think that a good offensive-minded head coach or even an offensive coordinator would love to get him in and maybe work on his footwork. And I think that that could help complete him. Um, But if I had to give him a player comp, I mean, he kind of has that Tony Romo playmaking ability, but with that J-color arm. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to – to put a player comp because, you know, they don't really make them like that nowadays. And, and a lot, yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the quarterbacks that we see nowadays, they're not, they're not like him. So, I think that you know, if he if he fit if he falls to the right team and they get they work on him the right way, I think that he could he can actually be you know a star in the league. Yes, and, and just to
1: add that, um, Anthony Gordon during Senior Bowl practice, I was I was hearing that he was tearing it up at the Senior Bowl, and he had a, he had a pretty good Senior Bowl game as well. Yeah,
0: yeah and those two are, are really good ones. Um, I would have to go with James Morgan, quarterback from Florida International. He's a big quarterback. He's six four, weighs two thirteen. Uh, he threw for over twenty five hundred yards last year, fourteen touchdowns and five interceptions. Uh, as far as the player uh, comp, I would have to say Big Ben Ben Roethlisberger, just because of the size. You know, you can see over his linemen, and he's he's mobile enough too to make the plays on the go. And you know, he's got leadership skills as well. And he's just mentally prepared.
2: He had a great week at the East West Rainbow, man. Yes. And there's been rumors, you know, that the
1: Pages are interested in him. And um, I see one I see one rumor today that Green Bay, they they had a visit with him that they're
0: interested in him as well.
1: And it's a it's a plethora of teams that are interested in James Boyd. He can he can be one of them late round steals in this draft. Yeah,
0: and you know, just to add on um, to the teams that are interested in him, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, Miami, New England indianapolis new orleans uh buffalo new york jets and new york giants but i just feel like he he's going to be a quarterback that's going to be available to teams late in the rounds um and if you know whoever picks him up i feel is going to get a steal
2: yeah yeah i mean he has the prototypical body i mean when when you see him he i was telling you guys i mean like oh man he he, he looks like andrew luck you know what i mean like mm-hmm. his his body style i'm not talking about the way the brains and all that I'm talking about just statue, you know what I mean. So um, it, it's just one of those things. That, I mean, from when I when I've seen him, and when and when you brought up his name, I was like, man, that guy's real gritty, man. I mean, you know, he he, he and but the the thing with him is that he's firing the ball like all the time. Like, I mean, it's rare that you see him like let off, but he fires that ball and he knows how to get it to his receivers and he puts it in a good spot. So definitely a, a great development, a developmental quarterback that can become your starter. And
1: one thing I on one thing I seen on him, he um he hangs in that pocket when, when the rush is coming. He hangs in there and he'll take that he'll take the hit from the opposing defensive one. Like he doesn't shy away from it. He just doesn't try to run out, and slide that. He he hanging in the pocket. And he would deliver a pass on time, and his 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 anticipation is pretty well too. But he hangs in there. And he's a great he's a great throw of the football.
0: Yeah, he has really good pocket awareness from what I saw on tape as well. There, there, I mean, there's gonna be some
2: there's gonna be. This this quarterback class is it's it's very unique. I mean, even there's a quarterback named Cole McDonald from Hawaii. I mean when you look at Oh yeah, he can throw the ball. Yeah, he could throw the ball. And he he reminds me of Gardner Minshew. So I mean he just I mean he's just he's just slinging it around. But also another another quarterback that would need some development and some time to sit behind a you know, a good offensive mind that can help him with his footwork and his decision making.
0: Yeah, I think a really good position for him would be Green Bay. You know, they have Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Like, he's probably has, you know, three to four years tops, you know, if that, you know, to actually still be playing at a high level. So why not have a James Morgan behind him and learn from him and kind of have a Brett Favre situation like uh, Aaron Rodgers?
1: Yeah. I could definitely see that. Oh, no, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, he's just, you know, he's tall. Uh, he can see over his linemen. You know, and that's that's the one thing, too, now that, you know, that people look for a quarterback is, you know, is he tall enough, you know? Because um, that way he can kind of, you know, see over his linemen, too. Because, you know, like Kyle like Kyle Murray, he, he's really short, but the one thing about him is that he's really fast. So he can kind of go around the linemen and see what's going on downfield.
2: Yeah, I and, and you see most quarterbacks, that's – once they roll out of the pocket, I mean, and they're able to reset the, their feet and see down the field, I mean, they have a lot of success. And like you said, Murray, he did, he did that pretty good. So, I mean, nowadays it looks like height doesn't really matter at this point, but it's good to see that these <laughs> quarterbacks that we mentioned, you know, they they fit the bill. Uh, and just to add real quick, uh, when when I did say that about Anthony Gordon, he could throw from any platform, just if anybody's curious, look up YouTube, Anthony Gordon, Anthony Gordon senior bowl throw. It's it's crazy. You can see what I'm talking about. I mean, it looked like he was falling over, and he just like he just threw a like it looked like a like a like you would see a pitcher throwing a a fastball or you know just a a, a unique pitch. So just yes, and
1: and with but, James Morgan or whatnot, he like where he played it, he did not have the most. He didn't have a lot of talent players oh, around him. He didn't. So with the, the numbers he put up there, with, with the talent he he was, was surrounded by him. I mean, I'm telling you, he he looked pretty good there.
0: Let's talk about now some the running back position and some late round gems that are going to be available to some teams in this year's draft. Kendall, go ahead and get started with that for us.
1: Yes, my guy is Zach Moss out of Utah, and whatnot. This, I mean, he, he's he's an explosive runner, and whatnot. He put up some great numbers there, and like I said, his his comparison to me is Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. Um, Zach Balls, like I said, he he gets through the line of scrimmage. He gets there quick. His pass blocking, he has pretty he's a pretty good pass blocker too. And and he can receive the ball as well. He I mean, he, off, he offers you ability in the passing game a lot too. He's a he's an explosive run the football. And like I said, he he's a speed, So He's pretty good. He's a, he's my he's my under radar running back in this year's draft. Um,
2: well, I mean, there's so many running backs out there. Um, uh, but you know, when when we we're talking about you know late round gems i think anthony mcfarland from maryland yes you know he's five nine 198 pounds he's a big play waiting to happen he has he has this crazy breakaway speed uh still when you when you look at him a great frame and and, and he has he has an act to break tackles you know especially like when people are trying to grab grab at his ankles and uh and he has the ability to bounce it outside if he has to, but still, he looks like like he's committed to running in the lanes that they that, that his offensive line creates. Uh, he wasn't really uh like featured as a pass catcher, but he does have good you know good hands. Um, some some of the things that that Nate, that that teams would probably want to see with him is for him to work on his uh, pass blocking. So I think that, you know, when you when you look at Anthony McFarland, I mean, that's like I said, I mean, he's just one play just from breaking from breaking a big one. You know what I mean? So it's just one play, one play away. Yeah, I mean, this running back,
0: you know, draft class is very, uh, very, very interesting to me just because there's been some names that, you know, a lot of people haven't talked about. So one of them would be, Eno Benjamin from Arizona State. Uh, he ran a four-five-seven at the combine. Uh, that was his forty time. He measures at you know five-nine. He weighs two-zero-seven. You know he can make something out of nothing with his tenacity and his vision. He ran over for a thousand yards on two hundred and fifty-three attempts, and he rushed for ten touchdowns, and he had forty-two catches for three hundred and forty-seven yards with two touchdowns. So with this running back, I feel like he can help out a team right mm-hmm. away. Even if they already have a starter, so this would be somebody you know that can come in for a change of pace.
1: Yes, I think yeah. whoever, I think whoever lands you know Benjamin
0: this year's draft, they're going to get an outright steal because
1: I, I put on his tape the other day. He he he, he he's some, he's something else. I'm gonna tell you that right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's also some other notable ones that mm-hmm. uh, that that we can keep an eye out for. Um, of course, Clyde edwards Hilaire uh, from LSU. I mean everybody kind of knows that you know he would probably be a, a second rounder I, I know that there's been some cha- some some chatting around that he may be a potential first round but i don't see it uh there's you know other high imp, you know impact players that that you want to hit on on the first round so uh definitely you know he's 5'8 209 pounds. Well, this year he's a one year wonder but man, when you put on the tape, he kind of look like a Ray Rice, you know that Austin Eckler type. Yeah, yeah, it's just a you know smaller
0: back, but you know could run the ball and then also catch out of the backfield.
2: Yeah, and then the other the other one would be uh, Cam Cam Akers out of Florida State. Yes, yeah. So with him, he he's actually a five star recruit coming out of high school, and uh, he has he, he's shown some potential to be a, a starter in in the pros. So that those those are some names that we need to you know, keep an eye out for, especially in the second, third, you know, fourth rounds. So this year, this year, it's just going to help out the teams that already have established running backs that man, they, they can hit, they can, you know, sh- hit, you know, strike gold with, you know, like, let's say like teams like the giants, or you want to, you want to, you, you know, save the tread on Saquon Barkley. I don't think the Cowboys need a draft to draft the running back because they got one in Tony Pollard. So, you know, I think if you can find, you know, players like these that we mentioned, uh some of them had the potential to actually be your star. And we've seen that previously in previous drafts that you don't always need a first round draft pick running back to be a star. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah. I, I like I like Calmaker's tape too. And another guy I like is AJ Dillon out of um was AJ Dillon out of Boston College. He, he's a thumper to but he's not he's not offer of you much in a passing game. But I'm gonna tell you a short a short yard, third and fourth down, I mean he he's a thumper back there. He's gonna pick up the extra two or three yards for you. I don't see them starting nowhere, but I could definitely see him being like a third down back in a, in a really
0: heavy offense. Well, let's just think about these teams that have, you know, like star running backs. So the, the one that pops out would be, uh, the New Orleans- <laughs> you know, get him help, you know. That way he doesn't have to be in the whole game. Um, another team, too, to look out for would be the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we know whenever they had Mark Ingram and, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara together, they were they were really explosive, and not that Alvin Kamara didn't have a really good ear last year, but it was different, you, you know, from what we were used to seeing as far as that change of pace with the running back.
2: No, yeah, I, I mean, like what you said, it was it was just a, a it was like, uh, you know, a good a good mix, right? You had like what you said, Ingram, your power back, and then you had uh, Kamara, who who you know he developed into a great. A great, you know, running back, you know, through the lanes and whatnot. But he's also a very versatile with his pass catching ability. But like you said, to save some of the tread on the tires on these running backs, this this is the year to get your your running back in the later rounds.
1: Yes, I, I like AJ Dillon going to New Orleans Saints. You know, they got Latavius Murray back there, but he's getting up there in age. You know, he he I don't think he has a lot of tread, but he got he he has a lot of tread on his tires right now. You know, he's with the Raiders or whatnot, and he was with the Vikings. But I think if the Saints, I mean, they they looking to get younger and they need a power back to come in and back up Cabrera. I think AJ Dillon would be a great fit with, um, for for New Orleans Saints for them to get for them to get
2: him there. I remember his freshman year. A lot of people wanted to compare him to uh, Leonard Fournette. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, wow. And you know, the the last the last you know, the last season, his name kind of his name got pushed down by 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 you know the top running backs in this year's draft. So, I mean, like we, like you said, I think that he's going to be a, a, a very good find and, and he could be your bell cow.
0: All right. So let's talk about some sleepers at the wide, uh, wide receiver position in the draft this year, which we all know is a very heavy draft class as far as receiver depth goes. So these are some names that a lot of people aren't talking about yet, but we feel would make a difference. You know, making an NFL roster. Uh, go ahead and start off, Kendall.
1: Um, I think my 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 wide receiver this year in the NFL draft, I think it's going to be John Hightower from the Boise State Broncos. I mean, he's he's a pretty good, he's an electric, he's an explosive wide receiver. There, you know, he played mainly the outside, but he I've seen it where he can play some slot. When I, mean, I did my film work on him. But you know, John Hightower, he has all the gifts or whatnot. He's he's a speedster. So I mean, some people they call him a one trick pony, but but I mean, this past season, he I mean, he totaled fifty one catches and eight and eight touchdowns, close to a thousand yards or whatnot. And um, I just really started watching him last week, and I said, man, dang, I gotta I gotta remember this name right. I mean, he when you put on his tape, he he jumps off your screen like you could just you don't have to point to him and you know where he's at. He's kind of he's tall, he's got a, he's got a tall stature whatnot. But I said, John Hightower is my sleeper this year, and I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily see him. I can see him going anywhere. He he'll be a late draft pick. I say, between the, the fifth and the seventh round or whatnot, and I don't see him starting right away. But I can easily see him coming into a team and being like a starting off on special teams, but eventually working his way up to like the third wide receiver role, and maybe maybe even a number two role on some teams. Because I mean, like I said, John Hightower, he can outright fly.
2: Well, with me it would be Antonio Gibson. Uh, we we when when you put on when you put on the tape on him. I, I believe. Um, well, well. First off, he's out of Memphis. He's a uh, he's a six foot, two hundred twenty five pound uh, wide receiver that that ran a four three nine in the in the forty. But uh, when you when you see what the 49ers did with Debo Samuel, this is exactly what what you would be getting with the with Antonio. Uh, I mean, he just he just looks. I mean, he could do it all. You, know, he's a wide receiver. And and they have so many they have so many plays where he's actually, you know, taking a direct snap or or off of off of a sweep. And man, he just turns it upfield and seems like nobody can catch him. Uh, so I, I definitely do think that this is gonna be a, a late round gem that a lot of people are gonna probably shoot for. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes third round and he becomes you know a starter for you uh, and contributor like the way uh, Debo Samuel was for the Forty ers um, but there's some other names out there that that I'm very intrigued in, and they're not getting as much uh, publicity. Uh, most notable is Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Yeah, uh, he's, five, yeah, he's 190. Uh I know I mentioned earlier about how Mc, you know uh, McFarland was a, a big play waiting to happen. So was Brandon Ayuk. Um, I mean, just it's just incredible. You know, he does kickoff. And punt returns. Uh, he has a, a great frame, despite you know, despite being small, it's it's well built, and um, he just he just has really good hands. His route tree is not fully developed, but he just has so much body control, and man, just it's just one of those players that you know you don't really hear him talked about, but definitely he should be he should be in the second round t- second round talk, um, but definitely. Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be one one that can start for your team right away, day one. And uh yes. uh one more. Uh Donovan People Jones, uh he's out of Michigan, six two, two oh seven. He blew up the combine. Um I think he had like what was a forty four and a half inch vertical. So that's that's that is that is gonna give you big time play, especially when you need somebody to get that ball for you in the red zone, that jump yeah. ball he definitely he definitely can do that uh this year this year though i mean there there was some inconsistencies to his play so that's why i guess you kind of see his name kind of push down a little bit into this draft um i do see second round uh but for sure third round potential with this with this unique wide receiver uh and he and with him he'll bring he'll bring you the slot and he'll he play slot and outside um but man, I mean, just he just makes he just knows how to make defenders miss, um, and he seems very strong. Like I mean, very very strong wide receiver. So it's gonna be interesting year. This is the year to get wide receivers, and I think even wide receivers that you'll find second, third, fourth, um, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be big time steals for your team. You know, allow you to to, to you know help help you in case you may lose one through injury or maybe the following year through a free agency, this is your year to get your number two wide receiver and even your potential slot or your third wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. He, you know, as far as what he measures, he's 6'3". He weighs 215 pounds. Um, very consistent guy as far as playing. He actually broke the record for them for, you know, consecutive games, you know, with the catch which was at a 48. So, you know, whatever you put the tape on, you know, what what you see is that he fights for the ball. As far as you know, even if there's a defensive back right on him, he usually wins that battle. So, I just feel like he's, you know, a player that was very consistent for the, you know, for South Carolina and just a, not enough teams are talking about him.
1: Yes, and just to add to the Brendan, are you I'm taking what not? He um some some scouts say that he can be an even better pro than Nikeel Harry on um, his his fellow classmate. Nakir Harry went to the same college as um Brendan A.U. At, at Arizona State. Nakir Harry came out last year with a first round pick of New England Patriots. He was kind of injured last year, so it kind of slowed up his development. But I've seen what some scouts say that they believe Ayu can be a, can instantly come in and be a day one starter on the outside or inside because he has that game, that game play, got a game breaking ability i mean he he can do it all and whatnot, so some scouts say he can they, they like him better his tape is is a lot better than the kill Harry.
2: and and one more just to add aaron fuller out of washington um um that he just uh, he's kind of small uh but he has a, he has big time big play ability i mean he's made some crazy you know uh highlight reel catches um so I think that with him. You, you would definitely you'd want to bank on his ceiling more than his floor, but even at his floor, I think that he's going to be a, a well-rounded starter in the league. So that's another yes. name to 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 watch out for. He's probably fourth, maybe fifth round, potentially even sixth round. So th- these are these are some really hidden gems that you'll find in, in this year's draft. Uh, another
0: one I just want to add is Darnell Mooney from Tulane.
2: Yes, that's a
1: pretty mm-hmm. good one too. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like I like his tape also, and I also like that Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. He he's kind of a tweener because he can play. Well, some scouts said they wanted him to move to tight end, and some yeah. so, some said that he can play the wide receiver position. So I think Claypool is a great fit for teams like you know New England and Green Bay, or maybe even New Orleans. Those, t- those teams that you know has tight ends, or like in New, in New England's case, they don't have a tight end or whatnot, but they could bring them in. But I think Claypool, he, he can play outside or if you want to bring him, bring him inside and play like the slot or tight end road. I think I think he would thrive in knowing the Patriots system, Chase Claypool.
2: Yeah, I think that a lot of teams actually would actually benefit from having a Claypool. Um, yes, I, I like his attitude. You know, I think that I think when they asked him that question, he's like, I just want to play football. So that's what exactly. you, that's what you want to see. Right. Is that kind of attitude?
1: And he he helped at the, at the scouting combo. Okay, he ran he ran pretty well at the scouting combo. so he helped he timed out pretty good, and he helped his draft stop.
2: No, oh, yeah, his time his forty time was surprising to a lot of people. Yes, it was.
0: Yeah, I just felt like this wide receiver class is really deep. So, I mean, in any round, you are gonna get a really good you know receiver, even yes, yes. In the late rounds.
1: Yes, it did. Like I told like I told people earlier this week that I was talking to in the sports industry or whatnot. If you if you don't get your guy in the first or second round there's no need to panic because I, I, I've i seen, like I said, the whatnot where there could be 20 or 25 receivers that have starting capability. I mean, either the, either the wide receiver one or the wide receiver two spot on the team or whatnot. So if you don't get your guy in the first round, if if you don't get the Judys and the Lambs and the Rhodes or whatnot, you can easily trade back and get your guy in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, I'm telling you right now, this, this right here is a loaded wide receiver draft
2: class. Not to mention, like, other players, right, Denzel, Mims, uh, Je- Je- yes. Justin Jefferson, you know. The, you got
1: that Jalen Rieger and T. Higgins.
2: Yeah. yeah. A lot of people forget about T. Higgins. Yeah. yes, Yeah, so
1: yeah he, he's going – I think he's one that he's – I compare him a little bit to a, maybe a, a taller DeAndre Hopkins because he's gone under radar so much. And, I, and I've and i seen where a lot of teams are interested in him, but they just they don't know about, about the way he timed it at the, at the scouting combine. Well, he didn't even run at the scouting combine. So a lot of teams were kind of disappointed in that fact that he didn't do that. But, I mean, they say, I mean, he's a great person. I know he interviewed with the Patriots there, and he interviewed, he interviewed with the Buffalo Bills at the scaling Combine as well. But I think, I mean, it's going to be a very interesting to see where T Higgins go because there hasn't been a lot of talk on him. I mean, the, the talk's been heating up on Justin Jefferson and the Denzel Mills, and a little bit even on Jalen Rieger there. I mean, T Higgins really going up on the radar.
0: You know whose draft stock I feel is falling is uh, a uh Chenault.
1: Yes, I think his draft stock it it has rocketed down. You know he got hurt at the combine and then coming in there was already questions about could he stay healthy. He had a lot a few he dealt with a few injuries and then on top of that you know he he's not your traditional outside wide receiver. He lines up at different spots and he's more of a gadget guy from what I've seen away. he's more more of a gadget guy. So I think I mean his his, his draft stock has, has plummeted or since since the scouting on combine.
2: I still don't think that teams are going to shy away from him because he does have that big play ability, and it was unfortunate because he ran when he ran the forty, he looked like he he injured himself running the forty. Yeah. During the combine, so.
1: Yeah, there's always a spot on somebody on, on the team for gadget guys or what. There's always a spot. so he he'll definitely get drafted early. I could definitely see him being like a mid to late third rounder, but, but I think um should not – I think he'd be a pretty good player. Just it's going to be having a hard time seeing where he's going to line up
0: at. Out of all the wide receivers we just talked about, who do you guys see you know, being picked out of uh, this bunch that we talked about today?
2: Being picked first? Brandon yep. Ayuk.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh. you know, what, one game that really stands out to me is the game they played against Oregon. It was a Saturday night um, football game on uh, ABC. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and he, had, he had a really good game.
1: I'm going to go with between Jalen Rieger and Denzel Mims to be to be picked. So somewhere between the, after after the after the um the Justin Jefferson and the Judy's and the Lambs and the Rudders go, I think T. Higgins he's, he's in that he's the top of that second tier of the guys with Higgins or whatnot. I think Jalen Rigger. I think he, I think he's gonna come out first.
2: Yeah, I really like Jalen Rieger. Yeah, he, he he he. I thought he was gonna test out a little bit faster uh, on his forty time, but I think that I think it was one of those things where they said that he had it he had some weight on him. So, but even with that weight. I mean a four four in the forties. It's pretty, it's pretty darn good for a wide receiver. Yes,
1: and Jalen Ray, he plays with a lot of pass on the field. I seen, um, I know, I seen where I seen or whatnot that you know he played. He he had a couple problems with his quarterbacks there at TCU where he didn't really get along there in the rock, in the locker room or whatnot. So that I doubt that it does anything to the to the draft stock because I haven't heard a lot of it outside of outside of the combine. But um, I seen what somebody said you know he got into it with one of his quarterbacks or whatnot and they had to bench him for a couple of plays or whatnot. So just something to keep an eye on right there with Jalen but I mean, he plays with, and I know 32 teams, that they'll love, they will take that passion, man. If you're going to bring it to the field, I'm pretty sure any team will draft them. Yeah, most
0: definitely. Yeah, so these are, you know, these are all really good names to keep in mind, you know, after, you know, the second round. So third to about, the you know, fifth, sixth round, because uh, I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of these names that we talked about tonight, you know, be
2: drafted. Yeah, I mean, there's also one rare SMU that, that we had been talking about. and It was kind of hard yes. to leave him out, right? Uh, James uh, Brochet. Yeah, James Brochet. I mean, and it's crazy when you see, you know, uh, NFL, the NFL analyst, Dennis Jeremiah, saying he has the best hands in the entire group. Yes. yes. So that that's going to be a name that it looks like his stock is going up. So from being a, a, a third rounder, I mean, who knows, maybe he'll be there. You know, for sure, late second, early third.
1: Yes, if you want, if you want a pretty good start receiver this draft, or if you want somebody that makes the fancy catches and the acrobatic catches, James Procy is going to be your guy. Cause I mean, he you are me his tape. He got—he has a ton of them. He, He's—he's going to be a very—I can't—I I can't see him. I can't see him get past. I, I can see him going late in the fifth round, made the fifth because there's so many guys in front of him and whatnot. I can definitely see him being a late fourth into the fifth round. But James Perse, somebody's going to get a steal there.
2: The Steelers usually make their money there with the wide receivers. Yes. Yes. Yep. They've always been well-known to to find the wide receivers in those rounds. So, be, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a year that they continue to reload. I mean, you saw some reports saying that they were not intending to bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. I've seen that, yes. And, I mean, he's – he's. I mean, that, that wide receiver – I mean, that, that – Football player, he just brings so much energy and positive energy to your team. I believe
1: he's, he's coming up on the contract year after this season, right? Yeah, yeah, contract yes. year. okay, yeah, I th- okay.
2: And then they got James Washington. I heard they're trying to trade him. I don't understand why, but
1: I mean, yeah, he um from where they drafted him at, but whatnot, he didn't, he hasn't really. They they wanted him to be eventually the number two guy. Well, you know, they got rid of AB last year, whatnot, and they thought, I mean, James Washington, he's he's put on some good perf- performances in the preseason. But it just hasn't transitioned to the regular season. And for the past couple of seasons, it's been as that exact same way. So the Steelers—they—they they are one of the best wide receiver drafting teams in the foot in the National Football League. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers—they just know how to get those late round gems and develop them or whatnot. And I think like Pittsburgh, they, this year here's a loaded draft class. So don't be surprised. Pittsburgh comes out comes out with one or two more of them. I mean, they yeah. got Michael Sanders later on the run. They got Antonio Brown. Like they—they they know how to get. They got Martavis Bryant. They know how to get these guys and come in to, and contribute.
2: Yeah, they even got Deontay Johnson, who I think yes. they were really big on this last yes. year. So Yeah.
0: All right, guys. So on our next episode, we'll go over the Titans and Lyman um gems, late round gems in this year's draft. All right, guys. Any final thoughts before we get off?
1: Um yeah, I just want to say you know, um ESPN they they offering Drew Brees a big deal or whatnot whenever he retires with the Saints. We're assuming after this season, based on the reports I've seen in the red or whatnot. So, um, he, Drew Brees, he's gonna he's gonna he leave the field and go to the booth. So, I mean, it, I don't know if there's mutual agreement, or whatnot. So I don't think I don't think so right now. But I think um, whenever he whenever he whenever he's still playing with the Saints, he's going right into the booth. So it's gonna be a good deal for him.
2: I think that when you look at Drew Brees and Tom Brady, I think they both would be stars in the booth. So. Yes. Yes. But I mean, I, I definitely can see Drew Brees, you know, being a, a play by you know play by play caller. So he's just the true leader and very very wise with the game of football. Uh, I don't know if he'll have the success that Tony Romo does, right? Because just Tony Romo, just he's it's it's, good. Yeah, yes man. yes he's really Tony Romo's
1: man. he's one of the best ones out there. So he definitely got to CBS.
2: He made CBS really interesting. I mean, just to, just to hear him just talk. I mean, he talks with so much enthusiasm so much energy and and so he's just a unique talent but yeah i mean i think drew Brees would be he could bring you some some of those those qualities and traits
0: and you know at the rate tom brady's going i don't think he's ever going to retire <laughs> yes yeah
1: it's, it's going to be interesting man tom brady wants to play for a few more years but some other news there um there's bryant he's continuing his comeback story whatnot he's working out with a couple of cowboy players you know Maybe you've heard of Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott. They was, they was working out with his trainer today, and it's working
0: out in Dallas. Never heard. of <laughs> yeah. it Yeah.
2: I mean, it, it. I mean, is that could that could that be considered tampering? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I said, at this point, like I said, he's been like I said. I follow him the past couple of seasons, and he's he's been working his butt off, me. He's time, He's really trying to get it right, and you know, we know he's not coming back to Dallas to start. But I can easily see, like, they lost around the Cubs. So, I mean, let's hey, let's bring in Dez Bryant, let him put the slot, see what he can do and whatnot. So, I mean, I think it would be very interesting. Just something to keep an eye on. I don't think the Cowboys would do anything there until after the draft, if they do anything. But I just, I just read something while ago there. I mean, the Cowboys, that their stance has stayed. It, it's going to stay where, where it's at, where, where it's at, the combine, where Jerry and Steven, you know, Jerry said he was thinking about Dez in the shower or whatnot. And then Steven Jones, he said, you know, there's always room for telling. We're always looking to improve the team and whatnot, but you know, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there.
2: Yeah,
0: Jerry. Any final thoughts
2: before we get off no. here? No, uh, well, just thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to continue to, you know, heavy draft these these next episodes, guys. So stay tuned, and uh, hopefully, we will bring you some. We'll, we'll be able to hit on these picks, and and um, I think we have some guest lined up also guys so stay tuned we'll try to keep you as updated as as much as possible but thanks again guys thank you alright so that's going to do it for, the,
0: for our podcast tonight so thank you again for listening to the East West Football Podcast and uh, have a good night and wash your hands yes, appreciate it <laughs>
2: electrocast welcome to the candle power hour come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there our guests are from the a-list the f-list and everyone in between Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear.
0: I'm Mercury. And
2: I'm Diego.
0: Your host for... The, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, The Spanish Remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember... Be love, share love, all love.
2: Available now wherever you listen
0: to music.